third episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Town Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I am a graduate of that program, not a student, and if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. Now, on to last week, because there's a lot to cover. I want to say first, I forgot to remind everybody at the end of my bonus podcast, which, by the way, have per- I sometimes I cry, almost cry on this podcast because it, it, I put my heart and soul into this project. And the bonus podcasts have performed better than anything else I've ever produced. And if you're curious about that, the bonus podcasts were about a woman who was a named Catherine D, who was a guest on Tucker Carlson Tonight. I just had a hunch about her. Really, nothing more than that. Just I, I say my spidey uh, sense. I've covered a lot of, of people on the far right, and there was just something about her that seemed off. So I decided to investigate her further and could not stop. I just kept finding more and more problematic things. I don't think she's a sinister human being. I just think she is incredibly naive. Um, She covered uh, Adam Lanza. And boy, it was not... It was deeply, deeply disturbing. If you'd like to listen to them, they're called the bonus podcast. Uh, Tucker Carlson promotes a mass shooter apologist. Anyway, those did incredibly well. And thank you. They, they're part of the reason why I'm a little bit behind this week. Um, also, Monday holidays. I tend not to publish on them because nobody's on the internet. Now, this past one, and it just screws up my ratings, and it just it's all a big mess. Um, Monday holidays, and it also can offend people. Like it, it gets really dicey with Monday holidays. I didn't really design this part of the uh, project incredibly well because Mondays are just problematic. There's a lot of Monday holidays. Um, this past one, Columbus Day, is not that big of a deal in most of the country. But in New York, it's celebrated by a lot of people and everything shuts down. So it's kind of a it's it's kind of a wonky holiday. I will say this, though, very quickly about the holiday. If I'm not going to give you my opinion and uh, about it. But if you want to know why so many people are angry towards uh, Christopher Columbus or, or disgusted with his legacy, I would recommend anybody, and you can find this online, look up his original like logs of his travels he wrote down everything basically like a long diary and see how he described the indigenous people and what he and his crew did when they found the new world and how they treated people and i think it's very illuminating you might think of him very differently after that um and i'm a big believer uh, across the board don't listen to me don't listen to somebody on fox news don't listen to somebody on msnbc Look this stuff up for yourself, find the primary source, and make your own decision. Uh, I'm a, a huge believer in empowering everybody as much as humanly possible. I think it's very, very important um, to not follow anyone, worship no one. Uh, extremism, ultimately to its core, is happens when people stop using critical thinking, and they just follow, and they just blindly believe, and these are dangerous things to do, especially in terms of politics. So here we go. The headline, Fox News, Hunter Biden, the Yee West interview, and President Biden is destroying Florida. 
condensed overview of 17 hours of Fox News for the week ending October 9th, 2022. The average Fox News viewer might think Yi Kanye West had suffered a horrible injustice and that Hunter Biden is about to take down the entire Democratic establishment. They could also believe that President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have made the recovery from Hurricane Ian much harder. Fox fans might not realize that the month-long anti-government protests have expanded to the entire country of Iran. They could have also missed the story about how a member of the Proud Boys pleaded guilty to seditious conspiracy, or that an investigation uncovered systemic emotional and sexual abuse in the National Women's Soccer League. As usual, a Fox News viewer would miss out on quite a lot while being inundated with the same fear-mongering propaganda Fox News spews out every week. Last week was fairly typical for Fox News, with the added bonus of an extended interview with what appeared to be a person suffering from mental illness who wasn't getting the treatment he desperately needed. The shows that I covered last week were Fox and Friends, The First Hour, The Five, Jesse Waters Primetime, and just two episodes of Tucker Carlson tonight, Thursday and Friday only. Now we're going to start with the Yee Kanye West interview. Last week, Tucker Carlson featured a two-part interview with the artist formerly known as Kanye West, now known as Yee West. I just think it's funny because no one in the media is calling him Yee West. <laughs> just keep calling him Kanye. Okay, the interview was a response to an incident at a Paris fashion show where West threw together a last-minute uh, show for his label Yee. West showed up in a long black sleeve shirt with the words White Lives Matter emblazoned across his back in wa large white block letters. He also appeared next to conservative pundit and frequent Fox News guest Candace Owens, who wore her own version of the same shirt. Several people at the event were outraged by West's use of the slogan, including Vogue editor-at-large Gabriella Kefria Johnson. Some attendees walked out of the event, and multiple media outlets were critical of West's use of the slogan. West agreed to do an interview with Carlson to tell his side of the controversy and to talk about his struggle as a black man who supported former President Donald J. Trump. Now, I conclude an image of Kanye West next to Candace Owens wearing their White Lives Matter shirt. The Yee West interview was a major story on Fox last week. Both Fox and Friends and The Five combined dedicated 16 and a half minutes to the interview. That's in addition to Tucker Carlson dedicating his entire airtime to the interview two days in a row. The interview itself was a slow-moving train wreck where West changed topics on a dime, got confused mid-sentence, and repeatedly expressed thoughts about being persecuted or threatened. He promoted a few conspiracy theories, trashed companies he previously had partnerships with, and disparaged his ex-wife and in-laws. He compared himself to the biblical David facing off after the giant Goliath. He declared that he knew he would be president one day, and in one of the strangest moments implied that the executives at The Gap might have had prior knowledge of the school shooting at Uvalde, Texas. So even Tucker Carlson was kind of like, what did you just say? Um, and Tucker Carlson really gave him free reign. Um, Wes concluded his rantings by basically saying his diagnosed mental illness was really caused by people telling him it wasn't a good idea to openly express his love and admiration for Donald J. Trump. What I'm saying is like, yeah, they keep on using the, oh, he's crazy, he's crazy thing. And it hurts my feelings when people say that. It hurts my feelings that people can ask me, hey, are you okay? Like, especially like just 
I got an ego. Someone that's less successful than me having the right to ask me about me like they're a doctor. So, yeah, that's, you know, quite sad, actually, that he's trying to justify saying, you made me crazy because you wouldn't let me speak freely. And of course, he could speak freely. It's just that he doesn't like to be criticized, basically. Um, but absolutely no one is stopping him from speaking. Um, so after that, on Thursday night, um, Tucker Carlson also had a brief interview with Jason Whitlock, who is a black conservative who has a show on Blaze Media. And in this clip that I'm going to play for you, uh, he compares West to the iconic character Kunta Kinte, a brutalized American slave from the groundbreaking miniseries Roots that was on in 1977. The Roots miniseries was based on a book of the same name by Alex Haley. It's one of the first cinematic, realistic portrayals of the many horrors of slavery in the United States. So Whitlock is entitled to his opinion, but it does seem a bit extreme to compare a man with no rights whatsoever who's repeatedly beaten and abused to one of the wealthiest black men in America. Don't want him to survive. They, they're using him. I'm going to make an analogy. Kunta Kinte and Roots. He, they got him out on a tree and they're whipping him. What's your name? And they want him to say left-wing liberal. And he won't say it. He keeps saying, I like Trump. I like God. I'm a Christian. And they keep whipping and slashing him. And, and they're trying to make this man bow down to the liberal orthodoxy. And they're doing it as a message to me and everybody else. If you don't get in line with what we want you to think, every black man, every heterosexual black man, every black man with Christian values, we will beat you into a pulp. Kanye's man enough to stand up. I wish more men were. So he is free to say whatever he wants, but the general public and the press can respond in kind. West has publicly expressed his opinions on any number of issues, and he's still incredibly wealthy with a huge following. He might feel oppressed because some people have criticized him for his views, but he's still allowed to say whatever he wants. He's also It's also quite relative if someone like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is regularly criticized for nearly everything she says and does on Fox News, a left-leading media company such as Democracy Now! or Mother Jones would praise her for the exact same statements. So Fox pushes the idea that criticism is censorship often, which is odd, but they do it all the time. So throughout the interview, Wes referred to his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, in a way that gave her no agency. He claims people are putting thoughts in her head, that she's manipulated by photographers, and even that she has some type of tool for Hillary and Bill Clinton. So Tucker Carlson asks Wes if he was manipulated by political forces through his ex-wife, and he sort of gives an answer about that. Um, Wes also seemed concerned that Kardashian would appear in sexualized ads. Now, Kardashian has built her brand by appearing nude or in revealing clothing. A lot of other people didn't focus on how he talked about his ex-wife in the interview, but as a woman, it deeply disturbed me. I am no fan of the Kardashians or the Kardashian family. I've never watched their shows. I have no interest in that type of media. Um, but I was absolutely horrified uh, in the way he and others on Fox spoke about Kim Kardashian. I just thought it was horribly unfair. And I just feel bad for her that she is married to someone who treats her like this. Yes. And every single person in Hollywood, from my ex-wife to my, you know, Kim is a Christian, but she has people who want her to go to Interview Magazine and put her ass out while she's a 40-something-year-old multi-billionaire 
with four black children. And this is what, how fashion wants to, uh, how they want to present her. Because, you know, the media ridiculed me for getting the house next door to Kim to see my children. And they even said that I was stalking her and her new boyfriend because I bought the house next door to see my children. You know, there's so many things that are put in Kim's head. You know, they bring influencers, like, no one ever knew where Corey Gamble was. It was wild that I didn't know how close my own wife was to the Clintons. I didn't know, you know, I, I, I didn't realize it at the time. That you were married to her? And well, I was married to her. How close was she to the Clintons? I mean, cell phone away, like, or hey, tell Ye to say this away, or hey, go out and use your platform to push uh, the vaccination away. I mean, not away, but like stick the away part, but you Do know. you feel like yeah. at times you were manipulated by political forces through your wife? Attempt manip manipulation. But yes, there was some manipulation. Me not saying I like Trump yeah. was a, a form of uh, a manipulation. And I had a lot of issues with the imagery of, of skims. I felt like there was a, a lot of imagery that was overly sexualized and things that I wouldn't want to see my wife and definitely not my daughters doing in the future in order to sell product. Uh, so that's just a, a collection of clips. There were more than that. Um, and again, you can see the pattern throughout. He takes agency away from his ex-wife as if she's not in control, this you know billionaire. Um, is somehow forced or coerced to do naked photo shoots or nearly naked photo shoots. And it's very unfortunate because this is a woman who built her entire brand off of being naked or nearly naked. Um, and I guess Wes decided that she would just change when she married him, which is very unrealistic. Um, and she's never been anything but who she is and she's very honest about it. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with building a career off of being naked or nearly naked. If that's what she wants to do, that's what she wants to do. And it's really unfair of him to criticize her for it because she's never been anything else. Um, Jason Whitlock also made some very disparaging remarks towards Kim Kardashian, and he was even worse in that he referred to her as um, Kanye's, like, or Ye's wife, current wife, as if they hadn't divorced, which is, oh, don't even get me started on that. That's horrible. Because divorce is a very traumatic thing to go through. And if she wanted to leave, trust me, she wanted to leave. Um, so that was just a bunch of ugly. Um, I also included a, a quick graph of the um, words used in the article. Uh, Tucker Carlson especially used the terms crazy, mental patient, um, mentally ill, often in reference to Ye West in a way that I thought was very... Um, disrespectful and undermining his guest because he would say they say he's crazy people say he's crazy or mentally ill but i'll show you that he's not but you just keep repeating it over and over and over again and i mean i don't think any mentally ill person wants to be described as crazy um so that was just awful that whole interview was just awful and fox was trying to to make it into uh kind of like what they did with hannity's interview with um former president Donald J. Trump. It was like the thing of the week. I tried to make a funny edit out of it and I was actually focusing more on Tucker Carlson than Yee. But the tweet that Yee West made um, that included 
basically a threat to all Jewish people kind of destroyed any humor I could possibly pull from that interview. I just was disgusted and gave up. I And I, trust me, I spent hours and hours and hours on it and just was like, nope, can't do it. So <laughs> next topic, uh, Hunter Biden. So every show I analyzed last week included footage of an interview from Tucker Carlson tonight of Tony Bobolinsky, a former business associate of Hunter Biden. In the interview, Bobolinsky made a number of accusations against Hunter Biden and President Joe Biden. Bobolinsky is hardly a new face on Fox News. Miranda Devine, New York Post reporter and author of a book about Hunter Biden, brings up Bobolinsky nearly every time she appears on Fox News. Last week, a story broke on The Washington Post that Hunter Biden will probably be criminally charged on tax evasion and filing false information on a gun application. A federal agent involved with the investigation leaked the story to The Washington Post. So that's why all of these things came together, the Bobolinsky interview and the Washington Post. Um, so here's a clip of Judge Jeanine Pirro talking about What about it. Foreign Agent Registration Act? This kid was going through Europe with a vacuum cleaner, sucking up money in a pay-to-play for the United <laughs> States. And Joe, of course, is the big guy that Tony Bobolinsky has come out and said, gee, the feds came and talked to me, but they never came back. I mean, Pirro should know that the feds might have many good reasons why they don't think Bobolinsky was a reliable source. They might think he's got credibility issues or things he said to them don't line up with whatever evidence they've found. Bobolinsky openly admits Hunter Biden burned him in some business deals. He could be motivated by revenge or to monetize the situation in some ways. At this point, there's no hard evidence other than his word, which honestly doesn't mean much because it's like across the board. If it's only your word, you've got nothing to back it up. It's like, meh. Fox has aggressively promoted the idea that Hunter Biden's many shady deals will all lead back to President Biden and show widespread corruption that goes back years. So far, there's no evidence of criminal behavior linking back to President Biden. That's not going to stop Fox News from claiming all sorts of things about Hunter Biden and his father. So Jesse Waters took this to a whole new level. And I admit openly that when I went back to grab this clip, I fell over laughing. I just started laughing because it's it's you'll hear it. It's no coincidence that this report comes out days after Tony B goes on Tucker Carlson and blows the whole thing wide open again. My source tells me that Hunter Biden rejected a pretty sweet plea deal and they were going to have him plea no prison time, a couple million dollars in fines, and he turned it down. That was a bad idea because now I'm hearing it's about 15 million dollars in fines and they're throwing more felonies that he has to plead to. Notice how Waters is vague about the source. You'd think if he had such a source, he would have featured this person on his show in some way, but he didn't. We're hearing about whistleblowers that are coming out in the FBI. We're hearing about possible more whistleblowers who know and have done business with the Biden family, possibly coming out publicly. So Waters' quote made me feel fall over laughing because those are some fairly grandiose accusations. And of course, Waters cannot back up anything he just said. If he could, he would produce the source. He could disguise the person's voice and shoot them in shadow. Waters is the same Fox News host who claimed Hillary Clinton had millions of documents in her suburban New York home. He did. <laughs> I have that clip. I admit openly that I tend to glaze over a bit when Hunter Biden is discussed on Fox News. 
The story just feels like tabloid fodder. If Hunter did commit crimes, he should face consequences. All of this alleged criminal behavior occurred long before his father became president. Unlike Trump, Biden was wise enough not to give Hunter Biden any official position in the White House. Fox aggressively promotes the idea that Hunter Biden will be arrested at any moment and his demise will cause a complete collapse of the Biden administration along with the Democratic Party. It's not exactly earth-shattering news that a well-connected, wealthy person might face tax evasion charges. This investigation has dragged on for four years. There's still no indication that anything Hunter Biden has done will implicate the president in any way. Now, PBS, and I nearly fell over, also covered the story, and they did so in a totally different way. So PBS took a totally different tone. The network's brief segment included an interview with the reporter who broke the story, Devlin Barrett of the Washington Post. Barrett pointed out that Hunter Biden has not yet been charged with any crime. It's ultimately up to a prosecutor to decide if they have a case against him. Hunter may be facing charges for failing to pay taxes on all his income and for felony gun charges for including false information on a gun application. So in terms of the Justice Department, Barrett said this. One of the big questions that this case raises is, if and when the Justice Department reaches its conclusions, will it change anyone's mind? Because politically, people have been arguing about Hunter Biden for years now. So as much as hyperbole and hysteria that Fox News throws around about the Hunter Biden case, Barrett was far more measured. And again, this is the man who actually broke the case, not an unnamed source that Jesse Waters just drops out of thin air. It's unprecedented, but there's always going to be politically sensitive investigations that touch upon or are near the White House. So in that sense, we've seen other cases like this. The son of a sitting president, uh, that is unusual, but there's always going to be politically sensitive investigations. So the former Congresswoman uh, Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii also weighed in on the Hunter Biden scandal um, or controversy, whatever you want to call it. You know, Tulsi Gabbard has gone full Fox News. She actually subbed for Tucker Carlson recently I don't even know how to describe what she's become at this point, but here's the clip. Is how our democracy was stolen in 2020. We saw how heads, former heads of uh, intelligence agencies, the FBI, law enforcement agencies, colluding with big tech social media companies and the mainstream media decided, hey, we don't want the American voter to know what the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop are because we know that they are more likely to vote for Donald Trump instead of Joe Biden if they actually find out what was there. So they intentionally worked together to withhold that information from voters across the country as they were trying to figure out who to vote for, stealing our democracy. Uh, as you know very well, Jesse, there were just three key states with a difference of 44,000 votes that would have brought Joe Biden and Donald Trump to a tie. 44,000 votes. That is not very many people at all. They saw the writing on the wall, saw how close this was going to be in those key states and made a decision to steal our democracy. This is so important for us to, to remember, never forget, never forgive them for this treason to our democracy that was committed, especially again as we head into these next elections and look forward to how we can have faith in our democracy. Never forgive and never forget. And that's why it's so important that the story remain on the front pages leading up to these midterms because we. Okay, Gabbard's assuming a lot there that somehow this story would have changed uh, voters' minds. Hunter Biden was never running for president. Hunter Biden was never running for public office. Hunter Biden is the adult son of President Joe Biden. So I, 
I, that you're making a lot of assumptions there. Also, she leaves out that Pen- Biden won Pennsylvania by 81,000 votes and Michigan by nearly 155,000 votes. And I include those numbers in the newsletter. You can't just say, oh, it was just 44. No, it was absolutely not. The uh, margin, uh, number one, now Biden overwhelmingly won the popular vote. And the margin in um, these swing states was much larger. Biden won by a much larger margin than Trump did against Hillary Clinton in 2016. So stop rewriting history. Um, I don't understand this whole, you know, she's basically playing into the big lie, a new version of the big lie, um, whatever. And why? And her choice of the phrase never forget uh, for something like Hunter Biden is just wildly inappropriate and disgusting. So this next series of clips are about Hurricane Ian and how they're both from Fox and Friends, how they immediately politicized uh, their coverage of the aftermath of the hurricane in Florida. They did this like right off the bat, like as soon as the segment started. Regarding the vice president and what she said about how uh, resources would be based on equity and she would not answer that particular question. Uh, the FEMA administrator was on yesterday and what she said, uh, De- Deanna Criswell, she responded, she agreed with Harris's comment, but stressed it did not mean the agency would preclude non-minorities from receiving assistance. She said, we're going to support all communities, which is the correct answer. Right. What is puzzling is why the vice president would say that, but she did. How about we're gonna help whoever needs it the most Exactly. First. Uh, a couple of things just flat out wrong. Number one, uh, especially in this case in particular, the people with the most money lived on the beach and the coast by the coast. They got their stuff crushed and it's gone. Number two is with FEMA, they look towards uh, making you whole um, immediately. They're not going to say, oh, you didn't make a lot of money. We're going to give you less. They look at what you lost and they go, look to uh, uh, do the best you can in temporary housing, temporary needs. So that's on day one. Um, that's them discussing the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. They just went straight for the throat of uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. Also, I want to point out that they didn't actually play her statement. They just paraphrased her and then just criticized her horribly. This is from day two. They waited a few more minutes before getting political into their coverage of Hurricane Ian, but this was in the first probably three, four minutes of the story of the segment. Mm-hmm. And yesterday he was in Puerto Rico to say to do what basically his predecessor did and to provide the aid that he says Puerto Rico needs. So he's given a lot of blank checks. Right. The one thing that President Trump found uh, after meeting with the governor a few times there, there's a lot of corruption and inefficiency and a lot of grift. So please, uh, Mr. President, don't just write a blank check. It doesn't get to the right people. You have to do some follow through in particular. So the governor in particular that he's talking about uh, in Puerto Rico, who was very corrupt, is no longer the governor of Puerto Rico. Um, just wanted to point that out. So it's kind of a different situation. I also included a graph that where I um, compare Fox News to PBS in terms of Hurricane Ian aftermath and Hunter Biden. Now, I, you know, personally, I would say the more important story is something that affected millions of Americans, which would be Hurricane Ian, rather than a gossipy story about Hunter Biden. And basically all we've learned is that he may be indicted for criminal charges. And even then, they don't link back to the president. So not sure why that's such a big story for Fox News, but here you go. Now, this next clip is Geraldo Rivera, an incredibly telling clip talking about the war in Ukraine. And this was at the very end of a long discussion 
Um, Geraldo Rivera just said this, and boy, mic drop moment. We're on the verge of what you describe. I hope we could have sobriety and clarity in leadership. Yeah, and not like, yeah, but ooh, the, should, the Russians are coming. Shouldn't anyway. we point to where the, the blame is? Isn't the blame on Putin? Okay, uh, coming up, Kanye West tearing into the left. So it's, you can see it more visually, but basically what happened there is after this like 11-minute segment where they talk about the Ukraine war, Geraldo Rivera just finally says, can't we just blame Putin? There's radio silence. And Judge Pirro just goes, coming up, next segment. They just blatantly ignore him. I, I thought that was a tell. Um, Foxy's is very bizarre about their the way they covered the war in Ukraine. They basically ignore it. And then every now and then they bring it up when they use it as a cudgel against President Biden. Now, this next clip is um, Jesse Waters. Uh, this is something that I, I don't always get to do the same categories every week because Fox gives me different material. But this is a category I haven't done in a while called Clutch Your Pearls. And yes, I do goofy voices. Um, this is one of the things I do. Um, I kind of accidentally did them and a regular listener said, oh, we love it. Keep doing it. So there you go. So Clutch Your Pearls is when Fox News gets upset about something that another network does that they do all the time. And here's the Take clip. a look at Chris Hayes over at MSNBC. Last night, he had a little problem with the way primetime covers crime, saying he cannot overstate the degree to which gruesome surveillance footage of black people committing violent crimes has become the quasi-permanent wallpaper on Fox these days. But old Chrissy wasn't done. He started taking pictures of our crime coverage as if it helped support his point. Oh, look. Is that me? There I am. Um, thanks for watching, Chris. So anyway, Chris Hayes, who identifies as Rachel Maddow, thinks it's racist to cover crime now. If you mention someone swinging a tomahawk in a McDonald's or shooting up a subway car, you're a white supremacist. This Chris thing is not a crime wave. If you read Philip Bump, B-U-M-P, mm -hmm. at The Washington Post, he has an article in The Post today. It says crime is surging in Fox News coverage. There's Philip Bump. He's a terrible journalist. And he puts out this piece today. You know our guy... Gianna Caldwell, I think his relative got murdered. He went out and started asking questions to some of these Democrats about crime, and they all dodged and wiggled away. And this bump fool puts out a piece that says, we're not in a crime wave. And he knows the stats. We're in a, right. We are in a crime wave yes. right now. And he denies it. And he also says here that crime is not a major concern for voters. Every survey I've seen has it at least top three. Yeah. Philip Bump is invited on the show. He has not responded to our invitation. Hopefully he'll come on and defend his false column on Monday. I mean, that is especially ridiculous if you watch a lot of Fox News, because Fox cannot do a segment about any story of any length without including clips from MSNBC, CNN, any of the um, network television shows. Uh, they love picking on The View. Uh, the Five especially loves picking on The View, which I find hilarious because they're basically the same show. Um, <laughs> just one is blatantly right wing and the other one is not. And they, I mean, Fox News has such, such a fragile ego. They even came after me, this tiny account, when I first started, which just made me laugh. And I also want to point out that I actually know Chris Hayes, weirdly not through media. I have worked as a face painter that's what I did before I got into journalism. One of the things I did, oh, ho, ho, I had like three jobs, but I, I worked as a face painter for like about 20 years. So I'm 
you know, that's what I do. And I met Chris Hayes at another kid's party and, and he in, invited me to uh, work at his son's party. And then I started working at a bunch of events that the Hayes Shaw family, that's his wife, Kate Shaw, have um, been a part of. And I just adore them both. And so they're just wonderful people. So when Jesse Waters is going after Chris Hayes, I'm like, dude, dude, Philip Bump is actually a writer at Washington Post and he is quite funny. His uh, articles are very, very, uh, he's just a great writer. He knows how to turn a phrase. Um, he uses a lot of snark, but he's also very knowledgeable. Um, so it's just, come on. Neither one of these people are going to go on your show, Jesse Waters. I, I just think he looks weak doing that. Personally, I think he thinks he looks tough, but it's like, just take the hit. You criticize everybody else. You can handle it. You really, really can. So next, very quickly, stories that Fox no were newsworthy that were not newsworthy, um, so Jesse Waters dedicated a lot of time and focus to a comment President Biden made in a speech about living in an area with a large Puerto Rican population. President Biden might have been exaggerating a bit, but it didn't seem like it needed this much of a story. I mean, they just went, who cares? The accidental shooting on the set of the movie Rust that involved Alec Baldwin still continues to be a major story on Fox News. Um, if criminal charges are filed, yeah, I totally see bringing back that story. Otherwise, I don't see the point. So this is a list, and I'm going to go through it as rapidly as I possibly can because we're running out of time. And I always include it because I like to show just how slanted and biased Fox News um, media is. So these, this is a stories Fox News ignored. Every week I compare 15 hours, in this case 17 hours, of Fox News media to five hours of PBS NewsHour. PBS NewsHour is the gold standard. They go out of their way to go straight down the middle in terms of any political story. So here we go. I'm going to try to go as fast as possible to get through this. It's very, you can really see how long this is when you go on the, the newsletter. So a member of the hate group, the Proud Boys, pleaded guilty to seditious conspiracy last week, which is a big deal. He will turn on other members of the group. And that's, of course, involving the January 6th riots on the U.S. Capitol. Opening statements began in the sedition trial for the founder of the Oath Keepers, another hate group that was involved. And a witness testified that Stuart Rhodes claimed he was in contact with a Secret Service member. It's kind of a big deal. A Connecticut jury is about to rule on the amount of damages Alex Jones will have to pay the families of slain children at the Sandy Hook Elementary School. This is a man who lied and lied and lied about what happened. Um, the war in Ukraine. Russia illegally annexed Ukrainian territory. Fox didn't really cover that. Um, the Ukrainian army continues to regain territory. Fox doesn't really talk about it. Um, Herschel Walker, the mother of one of his children, accused pro-life Georgia senatorial candidate Herschel Walker of paying for an abortion she had in 2009. She included a paper receipt along with a get well card from Walker that backed her accusation. Anti-government protests in Iran over modesty rules for women have spread to a nationwide movement. The protests have entered their fourth week. Fox will not talk about it. And this drives me crazy because this story is huge. It's enormous. How can you ignore it? Ugh. President Joe Biden met with the president of South Korea and Japan's prime minister. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce their names because I will probably completely screw them up. Um, but they are they met over increasing hostility from North Korea. 37 people, including 24 children and the wife and stepson of the attacker, were murdered in a gun and knife fight on a preschool in Thailand. Kind of 
echoing some of the violence that happens in the United States. Very sad. A stampede and a soccer match in Indonesia caused the death of 125 people. It was one of the worst stadium disasters in history. Awful story. A year-long investigation uncovered systemic sexual and emotional abuse in the National Women's Soccer League, as I said in the lead. PBS included segments on various winners of the Nobel Prize in medicine, chemistry, physics, peace, and literature. The jobs report for September remained strong. The economy added 263,000 jobs. Not really mentioned on Fox. They downplayed it completely. Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska, a Republican, will likely resign his seat. He was one of the few who voted to impeach the former president. Um, federal judge blocks some of the provisions of a New York State new uh, gun law. A court ruled that DACA program, that's basically children that came to the United States, um, undocumented, but they were, again, minors, so they had no control over that. Um, a court ruled that DACA, the DACA program that helps protect these children uh, who are now adults, is illegal, but the program is still operational. So this is kind of a weird area. A recent presidential election in Brazil moves to a runoff. A boat full of migrants sank off the coast of Greece. A horrible story. Criminal charges dismissed against four government workers in the Flint, Michigan water crisis. So they were dismissed. Also big scandal there. More than 50 people were killed in an airstrike in northern Ethiopia. It's part of what best could be called a civil war within the country of, Ethiop of Ethiopia. Internal conflict is another term for it. Um, former President Donald J. Trump continues to battle with the Department of Justice overseas classified documents. After a backlash and a dramatic drop in the value of the British pound, the UK government abandoned a plan to cut taxes on high earners. Last two, the Supreme Court begins a new term. One of his first cases they are deciding involves voting rights in Alabama. And finally, Native American actress and activist Shasine Littlefeather died at the age of 75 of breast cancer. She's probably best known for rejecting the Oscar for Best Actor on behalf of Marlon Brando in 1973. Brando was angry about how Native American actors were portrayed in Hollywood. Littlefeather was booed by the crowd, but the Academy leader apologized for how she was treated. So all of those stories, all of those stories were included on PBS that were not mentioned on Fox. And again, PBS is only five hours compared to 17 of Fox. That's embarrassing. That's shameful. And I'm it just every week, it just stuns me. So I included uh, the top five topics discussed on both Fox News and PBS. Those are visual, not audio. So if you want to check them out, they're on the newsletter. The newsletter is on my Substack, which is Decoding Fox News. Um, words used on Fox News for the week, um, Hillary, eight times, why not? AOC, eight times. Again, that's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She always makes the list, which is kind of a joke now that I always look for her. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, crime was mentioned 154 times. Uh, Philip Bump and Chris Hayes are both correct in that Fox is really riding this one hard, and they do love showing any clip of, of, any black suspect, especially committing a crime. Um, so also Iran, I just want to point this out, was mentioned 44 times last week, but they still never mentioned the anti-government protests. And that's just, I don't, it, it's like if you just watch Fox, you'd have no idea anything was going on in the world besides the five stories that they just hit over and over and over again. So for this week, I'll be focused on Fox and Friends, The Five, and Hannity, with additional newsletter podcasts dedicated to the January 6th committee hearing that's scheduled for later this week. 
I'm going to crack. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's a lot of extra work when they do a January 6th committee because I go through and I compare how PBS reports on it opposed to Fox News, and it's just a lot of work. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Odin and Thor, the podcast mascots, thank you. If you want to help support the pro- uh, this project, please you can go to my Patreon, um, which is at Decoding Fox News uh, Patreon. Thank you so much for listening. You will hear from me later this week about January 6th. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.